0: Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 1036 of the Box podcast. Today on the podcast, I'll be speaking with Emily. She's 21 years old, has had type 1 diabetes for 16 years, and also has hypothyroidism, celiac, and a number of other issues. While you're listening today, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. If you'd like to save forty percent at CozyEarth.com on sheets, towels, or clothing, just use the offer code Juice Box at checkout. That's all you have to do to save forty percent off of your entire order. To get 10% off your first month of therapy, use my link, betterhelp.com forward slash juicebox. And those of you who are going to start drinking AG1, it's drinkag1.com forward slash juicebox. You're going to get five free travel packs and a year supply of vitamin D with your first order when you go to my link. Don't forget to check out the Diabetes Pro tip series. It's completely remastered and running in your audio app right now between episode 1000 and one thousand twenty six. This episode of the Juicebox podcast is sponsored by Dexcom, makers of the Dexcom G7 and G6 continuous glucose monitoring systems. Find out more and see if you're eligible for a free trial at Dexcom.com forward slash juicebox. The podcast is also sponsored today by US Med. U.S. Med is the place where my daughter gets her diabetes supplies from, and you can too. usmed.com forward slash juicebox. Or call 888-721-1514. Use the link or call the number, get your free benefits check, and get going with U.S. Med.
1: My name is Emily Van mortar I am 21 years old. I have had diabetes for around 16 years now. And so I've also have a lot of other conditions that have come up through the years. So,
0: yeah. Diagnosed around five?
1: Yes. Yep. Okay.
0: Okay. What other things have come up?
1: So I was diagnosed with, let me look at my note again.
0: (laughs) You know you're in trouble, Emily, when you you have to make notes about your medical conditions if you're going to talk about it. Are you scrolling back to the first page? Is that well, I mean, right? I also have
1: the. <laughs> no, it's one, one page at least. Okay. But no, I was. I also have the dates, so I'm I'm oh. making it kind of easy for you.
0: Go ahead. Well, yeah. Let's start at the, Let's start so, at the beginning. What was first?
1: So diabetes was first, uh-huh. and I was about five years old. Yep. So that would have been like 2006 ish uh-huh. that I got that, and then I got hypothyroidism around eleven. We- Celiac disease around 11. Uh-huh. And then working with my doctor, I've also res- like have a ovarian e- efficiency, which I don't, they don't really know if that's linked or not.
0: Wait, ovarian inefficiency or efficiency?
1: Insufficiency. I was
0: going to say, I think they don't say anything when they're efficient. In- sorry. <laughs> <Insufficiency>. <laughs> Hold on a second. I might have misheard you primary (laughs) ovarian insufficiency correct when the ovaries stop functioning as they should before age 40 this happens when this happens your ovaries don't produce typical amounts of hormone estrogen or release eggs regularly condition is also called premature ovarian failure and it could lead to infertility but it might not
1: yes yep that's what i've been told so
0: how old were you when that happened
1: That was I was seventeen when that happened because I never had a cycle, and so they basically just pushed it off until I was seventeen. It's like, okay, we should probably do something about this now.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It's like, all right.
0: Um, anything else?
1: That is pretty much it. And then I guess I've also struggled with like mental health side. I've had like I've had a little bit with depression, a little bit with like anxiety and body dysmorphia and stuff like that. So, okay,
0: yeah. All right.
1: All across the board.
0: You, you're, you're covering... You're checking all the boxes, as they say. Yes. Uh, hypo- I'm
1: definitely the expensive kid.
0: <laughs> I never thought of it that way. Uh, the hypothyroidism, is it Hashimoto's?
1: Never has been mentioned to me.
0: Do they ever feel your thyroid and tell you there's, like, bumps on it or anything like that?
1: They do, but no, they've never said anything, so okay. no.
0: All right. Um, have you had... Testing for your thyroid?
1: They We're- do the blood testing, yeah. Oh,
0: but not not um, antibody testing?
1: I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, uh, probably,
0: okay. I would assume so. All right, all right, okay. Okay. Well, where do we want to begin? I think I want to begin with anxiety. Have you always had it? Did it come at a certain age?
1: Say that again, it kind of can out.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, for people listening... Emily lives uh what we're gonna call in the heartland of America. And um she's getting her Wi-Fi with two tin cans, a string, and a Radio Shack fan. So um Anxiety, I was gonna I asked you about anxiety. Like when did it start? Have you always had it or did it start at a certain time?
1: Oh that's a that's a really good question, I guess. I don't really remember a ton like growing up either. And so I don't know. I, I feel like it's something I've always kind of had, but it's just always been there, I guess. So mm-hmm. I also recognize a lot more of what it is now that I'm older, too. So,
0: what does it look like day to day?
1: I mean, it's really not terrible. It's just that I always expect the worst and I get very overwhelmed when I have a lot of things on my plate. So, between, I work on a farm also. Mm-hmm. And so I just, Things consistently stack up and it's just gets very overwhelming.
0: Was that a hay bale pun? Things just stack up or no? No, right? Okay. Sure. We'll sure. It. Wait, so you work on, <laughs> wait, you, did you grow up on a farm?
1: Yeah. Yep. I actually work on my family farm. Oh
0: God. We get to call this episode E I E I O. Thank you. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. Um, so you grew up on a family farm and you work it now as an adult. Right. Okay, so you have a ton of responsibilities at your job, but your job is also a family commitment. Mm-hmm. kind of hits twice, yep. right
1: Yes yeah and especially I, when there's a lot of things I need to do on my own. I also because I also have a home bakery because baking is my passion. And I went to college for pastry arts and so I try to do that in the mix and it' just oh.
0: You weren't able to get a job doing that, or you, I'm trying to understand, like, did you want to be a baker and it didn't work out, or you felt pulled to the family farm and so you didn't want to leave home? My daughter's had type 1 diabetes for over 15 years, and through all that, we've gotten our diabetes supplies from a couple of places. I've never really enjoyed the experience until now. Until I found U.S. Med, usmed.com forward slash juice box or call 888-721-1514. Use the phone number or the link to get your free benefits check. And then once you know that U.S. Med takes your insurance, you're on your way. Actually, U.S. Med takes over 800 private insurers and they accept Medicare nationwide. They have an a rating with the Better Business Bureau and they always provide you with 90 days worth of supplies, and they have fast and free shipping. They carry everything from insulin pumps and diabetes testing supplies to the latest CGMs, like the Freestyle Libre 3 and the Dexcom G7. But if you want the G6 or the Libre 2, they have that as well. U.S. Med's going to give you better service and better care. As a matter of fact, they've offered that service to over 1 million diabetes customers since 1996 usmed.com forward slash juicebox The number one distributor for Freestyle Libre Systems nationwide. Number one specialty distributor for Omnipod Dash. USMed is where we got Omnipod 5 from. The, uh, what else they got there? Tandem distributor. They're the number one fastest tandem distributor nationwide. Number one rated distributor in Dexcom customer satisfaction surveys. Come on. usmed.com forward slash juicebox Want an Omnipod Dash? They have it. Want the Dexcom um, G7? They have it. Want the Tandem T-Slim? They have it. Well, Want Omnipod 5? They they have it, they have it, they have it. usmed.com forward slash juicebox. Head on over now or call 888-721-1514. Links in the show notes. Links at juiceboxpodcast.com.
1: Yeah, so I actually did a few baking jobs here and there, but as I liked having, growing on up on working on the farm, I kind of, also can just manage myself. And so I've kind of been used to that. And so I wanted to do my own thing. But I'm also in, as stated, the middle of nowhere. And so, and there's a lot of Dutch people around here. And Dutch people don't like spending money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Emily, you're saying you can't sell a scone where you live because people are, a little, are frugal? What if you move somewhere yep. to where people would pony up for a for a scone
1: we're working on that i i still live at home Mm -hmm. and my because my partner is finishing college and so and he's going to be an engineer so he doesn't know where he's planning to end up either okay and so i'm kind of just holding out until i see he's done with college because i don't want to spend the money to have a Place and then have to leave either.
0: So mm-hmm. I want to say I'm
1: saving money, I guess.
0: Okay. So you're saving money, you're working at home, but you're also not practicing your craft, right? You need to, or you're baking at home for your family.
1: Well, I bake and sell out of my home to people. It's just not enough to actually make a, a living. living on it currently. Yeah. So
0: I want to say for my the record, it's
1: passion project that gets done on the side. That's nice.
0: That's nice. I, I want to say for the record, I, I don't like scones. I have no idea why I said that. Like, I'm, I don't know why something that I so don't enjoy was my example. What do you think? Like, you I mean, know, that's true. Yeah, it's weird, right? Like, I, why didn't I say something I like?
1: Scone is kind of a completely random one, I will say. Yeah, and
0: they're dry, and I don't know. I shouldn't have said that. I, I'm going to regret that for, for the next 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, so you think maybe... It makes you
1: feel better. I sell a lot of cheesecake,
0: so... Oh, cheesecake. Oh, a good cheesecake is hard to, hard to say no to. It's mostly about the consistency of the cheesecake and the juxtaposition against the crust, don't you think? Yeah. yeah it's very is. important. Where did you go to school Science. to learn this?
1: I did online out of Boulder, Colorado, at of Augusta Scoffier. So it was actually a culinary school.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm very glad I did it online because that's when the whole world shut down.
0: So but I was able to, able to
1: continue getting my stuff done.
0: You learned to bake online? I did. Emily, it, you- I,
1: it takes a little bit of skill. I will say.
0: Yeah. Cause well, I don't know. Would you just follow along with the videos?
1: Yeah. So like I, it would watch a video and have like a live lecture basically. And then you just had to take pictures of like eight or 10 steps along the way while you're baking. Mm-hmm. And like the chefs can tell that if it's right or not, and then just fill out like a whole little form.
0: Did you have and, to like
1: consistency and flavors and everything? I don't know. That's interesting.
0: That's pretty that's pretty interesting, a way to get around that. Did you have to take pictures of people's faces while they were biting into it to prove it tasted good? No. No. That's what I would have done if I was the, I would have been like, now you have to feed it to somebody and show me the reaction. <laughs> Can you imagine there's someone running around right now with a baking degree and they suck at it and nobody knows because nobody ever ate their food?
1: I mean, there there was a few questionable people in my program. <laughs> I will I will say we had a Facebook group, and there was there was some interesting things that I <laughs> that went through.
0: <laughs> I, I I have to ask you: Do you know that I went to baking school? I did not. Oh, okay. In high school, I was faced uh, leaving middle school. I don't know how people like break up their schooling and all around the country, but where I was. I think we went to middle school, that's what we called it, right? Elementary, middle school, high school. Middle school ended at like eighth grade. And then you Mm -hmm. went went to high school. I went ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth at high school. Um, But like the first year, ninth grade was still in the middle school building. So I don't know. You know what I mean? Anyway, when I had to go to high school, um, I'm not a good student, Emily. As a matter of fact, I am really bad at going to school. I was worried, <laughs> to to, to <laughs> say the least. And uh, one day there was a trip to the technical school. There was a technical school you could go to um, in conjunction mm-hmm. with the high school. And I went and uh, I, on the tour, figured out that the way the schedule worked back then was that for half the month, for two weeks of the month, you'd go to tech school. And then for the other two weeks, you'd go to, to the high school. And I was very easily, uh, I had my math was great back then, and I took three years, and I divided it in half. <laughs> and I realized I'd only have to go to high school for mm-hmm. a year and a half if I went to tech school. And I was like, I could probably get through that, you know. Mm-hmm. So I went to the building, and I had no interest in any of the trades. Like, none. But I figured yeah. I'll, I'll pick one, and then, you know, I don't know. Then I'll get a year and a half off from high school. Obviously, I was not planning for my future, Emily. And um, I went around the building, like, small engine mm-hmm. repair. There was, like. There was a restaurant there. I mean, there was a place where you could learn to be a hairdresser, like like all this like like pretty great stuff, you know? And then I walked into the bakery, and Emily, there were more pretty girls in the bakery than anywhere else in the building, so I went to baking school and tech school. <laughs> that's where the pretty girls were, so that's where I went. And then I discovered I really liked baking. So mm-hmm. I did it for three years, and I got out of high school and got a job immediately in a bakery. And yeah. about a week and a half into it, I was like, That, my friends, is called a cliffhanger. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. Head over now and get yourself a Dexcom G7 or a Dexcom G6. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. Let's do it together, shall we? Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. Click. Now, what's going to happen? Ooh, web page. Lovely person pops up wearing a Dexcom G7. I scroll down the new Dexcom G7, the most accurate CGM system. And there's like a little thing. I wonder what the little thing means because it says it's the most accurate. But then it's like, you got to go read this to agree with this thing. Hold on a second. Um, where the heck he who? you? Oh, finger sticks required for diabetes treatment decisions if symptoms or expectations do not match readings. Oh, okay. Uh, that That's a thing. Dexcom.com forward slash juice Lots of lovely photographers photographers pictures let's call them here on the website so you can really see what you're getting and the size of the new dexcom G7 is kind of astonishing so you'll uh, you'll take a look and see what you think personally for me my daughter is using the g7 and I can tell you that she enjoys the size and the quick warm-up period which is 30 minutes but there's this um there's kind of this overlap you can do that eliminates the 30 minute period so you can let me see if I can explain this correctly you can put a new, G7 on before the old G7's done, then just wait 30 minutes, and then turn off the old one and turn on the new one, and voila, a number appears, so you still have the numbers from the old one until the numbers from the new one showed up, it's, I was, I didn't mean to, I almost cursed, it's really great, you're going to love it, Uh, these things work with these things, the Dexcom work, the Dexcom G7 and G6 work with Android or iPhone, And they come with a receiver if you like. If you'd rather use the Dexcom receiver, you absolutely can, or you can use your smartphone. Speaking of smartphones, up to 10 people can follow the blood sugar. So your kid could wear this, or you could wear it, and I don't know, whoever you want can follow up to 10 people. They can get their own alerts and alarms. Oh, I didn't mention the alerts and alarms. You can set alerts and alarms for yourself, highs and lows. You know, you can tell tell the thing like, I want to know when I'm dropping quickly. I want to know when I get to this number. You know, a lot of different configurations. And then it'll just beep and tell you. Now, we have our settings at, let's see, Arden's phone is 70 and 130. Low 70, high 130. My phone, low 70, high 120. You can do whatever you want. It's completely user settable. That's not the word. Adjustable, whatever. You can decide. That's really what this is about. It's about you making good decisions. And trust me, when you can see not just your blood sugar, right, the number, but the speed and direction that it's moving in, that's the kind of feedback you need to make terrific decisions. Dexcom.com forward slash Juicebox. Head over now. Get started. Uh, you're going to love it. There's actually a get started button. You can just click on that. I actually think you can also hold on a second. Yeah, you can fill out some information here. Yeah, you can get started right now. Just go to the link, Dexcom.com forward slash Juicebox. They've actually made it really easy. Um, Anyway, while you're there, read about the Clarity app too. That's a great little uh, aspect of Dexcom that you're going to love. Links in the show notes. Links at JuiceboxPodcast.com. Hey, are you on Medicare? There's a link there too for G7. Head over now. I just realized they made this ad really long. So Dexcom, bonus for you. Uh, Everybody else, thanks for listening. If you skip through it, uh, let's just say I understand. About a week and a half into it, I was like, what the fuck? Why are we starting work at one o'clock in the morning? (laughs) (laughs) And then I quit that job.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I worked at a patisserie for a few, about a year. I was lucky enough that I lived far away that they never scheduled me for opening that Mm -hmm. I didn't have to be there till like nine o'clock.
0: Are you allowed to say patisserie? Do I have to block bleep that out? Is that a bad word?
1: No, that's just a style of bakery. Oh, Oh, it's a French, French bakery.
0: (laughs) Okay. All right. So anyway, I quit that job because I was not going to get up in the middle of the night and work. And that was ridiculous. And uh, then I realized I'd wasted the prior three years of my life and, then I moved on. So anyway, it's a cautionary tale. We, um, Mm -hmm. how, how do you make out in the bakery type one? Because you are always like tasting things while you're baking, right?
1: Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. But I've also kind of just a lot of the times I'm moving around and running around so often that it almost helps just bump me up a little bit.
0: Oh, so. Oh, that's interesting. So you're Mm -hmm. just, you're tasting a little bit. But you don't really need insulin for it because you're moving around so much.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. And I know that, I don't know, I never really taste that much either. So.
0: No? What's your favorite disgusting bakery thing? I have mine. You want mine? You want mine first? Sure. I like taking cinnamon bun dough that's raw Mm -hmm. and then dipping it in the butter wash and then throwing it in the cinnamon sugar and then eating it raw.
1: Yeah
0: understandable (laughs) you're like Emily's like that'll work work." all right so okay what do you recall about the first years of your diabetes like do you have any recollection from being five years old
1: I really don't remember it at all I know that it was it wasn't really that bad and my parents caught it right away because my dad is also type one runs in my family so my dad is also in my dad's paternal grandfather also has type 1 oh wow okay so they were able to keep catch it right away and then i was in and out of the hospital in a few days and i know i wasn't actually on injections super long because they wanted me to get on a pump before going to kindergarten Mm -hmm. that year so uh i think really only a few months i actually only did injections
0: so you've been wearing a pump your whole life pretty much with diabetes yes yeah
1: yep and so like back when I started, Medtronic was really top tier. So, I've always been used to a tubed pump. So now I use. A few years back, I actually finally switched to Tandem because mm-hmm. I was very sick of Medtronic, <laughs> and I was ready for. Because and then when like CGMs became popular, I used the Dexcom for a few years. I think it was like the four back then, four or five maybe. Okay, and then. Medtronic came out with theirs, which was terrible. Uh, it did not work for me at all. The
0: Medtronic CGM and, didn't work for you.
1: Mm-mm. How
0: how and, did how did that like what 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 does that mean when you say it didn't work for you?
1: I just it, um both me and my dad. I guess I don't know. It was constantly always like thirty to forty points off. Didn't never caught trends right, and it was just very unreliable.
0: Gotcha. Hey, you're um. When do you start working on the farm? Like, how old do they get you doing stuff? What kind of farm is it, by the way? Like, what do you do? Is it dairy? Is it beef? Is it like what kind of farm? Uh, Oh, we
1: have hogs. Oh.
0: Do tell Emily. Is this for bacon and other delicious things like that?
1: It is for bacon and other delicious things.
0: Mm, Bacon. Let's think about bacon for a second, shall we?
1: I do. Bacon is wonderful. (laughs) <laughs> it really
0: is. It really really is. Um so wait, so you really, so you farm like your farm just sustains hogs and nothing else.
1: We do hogs and then we do corn and soybeans.
0: Corn and soybeans. Interesting. So what do you do? What are your what are your responsibilities?
1: So we do farrow to finish on our hogs, so we we do breeding all the way to when they're grown ready to go to market. And so really on day to day, I'm out, I go probably outside by like eight o'clock and I do chores. And then I also am the person who grinds feed most days. And then we do a lot of dry bedding for them too. Mm -hmm. So like they actually get to be outside and stuff. So that's most of what day to day is depending on the season.
0: It's just keeping up with the hogs. And yep. when you say grind feed, it's is it the corn that you grow that you grind down?
1: Yep, we yeah. do that. Yep. I like how you're um, like, yeah, that's
0: normally what happens. And the rest of us are like, <laughs> wow, it's amazing. You grow corn and feed it to a pig? Holy crap. Yes. Um, you know, you just changed the episode title again. Really? Well, what is it going to be now? This little piggy went to market. <laughs> Tell me you've never said that as they were driving away.
1: We have made jokes about the bacons going that the little sausages are ready to go be <laughs> to the market. So <laughs> uh, I mean, sometimes the, like the little piglets will just be laying in a perfect little line with like their feet tucked under them. And so I'll take a picture and send it to my family and just say, it's a cute little sausage link today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I was young, we used to say I smell bacon when we saw a cop. And then one day, I mean, I, then one day, I grew up and my best friend was a cop, and then it seemed uncomfortable. Um, so let me ask you: uh, I have a lot of questions about being type one on the farm. But first, I want to ask you about: mm-hmm. like, do you get any connection to the animals? Is it hard to see them leave?
1: Not really, because I know I don't know. They get to the point. I also have the understanding of like they kind of feed our lives and feed our people, and that their time frame of like when they go to market is really. It's quite long, really, but I don't know. It Wait, depends. So, so are
0: you saying they get to live a good long time before we turn them into bacon?
1: A decent amount.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest with you. There are days I'm almost ready to be bacon. <laughs> like, you know, I've done, <laughs> I've done this enough. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> um, it's really interesting. And how long has your family been doing that? Generations? A long time.
1: Gen- yeah, I think three or... Four generations now.
0: So your grandfather worked a farm with type 1 diabetes back in the, like, early part of 1900s and the 40s?
1: I don't actually know when he got it. I know my dad got it at 16. Mm -hmm. So in the 80s. And he's been working the farm his whole life, too. So
0: And without, back then, no pumping. I mean, but they were probably, I mean, your your grandfather's doing... He'd be lucky to be doing, you know, some of the first insulin still. So, and your father, does he ever talk about his type one?
1: Yeah, we talk about, we talk about it a lot. We're both quite open, but Mm -hmm. we definitely have different management styles.
0: How so? What's different?
1: So I do, he's very old school about like, he doesn't like to run as low and just is more comfortable with higher numbers and everything. Mm-hmm. And is a lot about just not changing things and waiting to go to the endo and stuff like that. Whereas I, he thinks 90 is getting low where I'm like, well, I mean, I have a few numbers I can go down before I actually need some to do something. Yeah.
0: So, so where do you think he keeps his blood sugar? Where is he comfortable? I
1: mean, a lot, a lot of days he's around 150. I think of what I see mm-hmm.
0: He incredibly active, He's also, I imagine.
1: It depends on the day, honestly, because oh. like, I guess even for me, like a normal day, I go out to do chores and I dip low and I'm just out walking around the whole whole day around now, but like come harvest time, so in the fall, I sit in a tractor 75% of the day, so I have a lot of less activity. Okay. But then, like in the spring, I'll work from eight o'clock in the morning to nine o'clock, ten o'clock at night, and so mm.
0: it's mm. that's such a long day. Are you wealthy from that? Do they pay you a uh, two million dollars a year, Emily?
1: I mean, that would be great, but no,
0: <laughs> it's not what it pays. <laughs> you, just uh, you, just, no. you just said you just said you worked a thirteen-hour day, and I was like, I would need five million dollars every six months to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, wow. so do you have how did you have time to meet a boy who's in college becoming an engineer if you're doing this the whole time?
1: My best friend, I always went to go see the marching band at the college where my best friend goes to school. So I just went out there to do that with her the one day and then we just randomly met. I don't know.
0: Is he a band geek? Yes. He is. Oh. Was he wearing one of those big fuzzy hats when you met him? You broke up, Emily. Emily's gone. She lives in a field. You guys heard. Emily?
1: He wasn't actually in.
0: Emily, you broke up. I'm sorry. Big fuzzy hat was the last thing I said that you heard. Can you hear me? Hello? Okay. Hello? I think one of the pigs ate the wires. No,
1: he was. Yes, I can hear you.
0: Okay. (laughs) Good.
1: Oh. So he does not have a hat with a feather? He was not in band at that time, but he was there.
0: I see. Uh, A band hat is called a shakos, by the way. Really? Yeah, shakos.
1: I was in band through all of high school, and I never knew that. You never taught me something.
0: You never shakos anything in high school.
1: Well, (laughs) no, but I did keep a juice box in my marching band hat.
0: I thought you were going to say in my tuba.
1: No, I was a flute, so I had no such luck with that.
0: A flautist. Loudest, Yes. Can you play the flute? Yeah. Really? Like I mean,
1: I don't know if I can anymore. I haven't touched it in years, but I
0: could. Okay. That's what I was going to say. Like I if know. you had a flute right now, you could pick it up and play something? Please don't. I was just asking oh, if you could. Oh, absolutely not. Okay.
1: <laughs> Ab- no. I never prided myself on being good. I was a very good second chair flute.
0: Mhm. But you and so you did it in the orchestra and in the marching band?
1: Yeah. Well, you didn't have an option at our school,
0: but yes. If you did one, you did the other. Mm -hmm. If they were giving you the flute, you were coming through.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I did flute for two years and then I did color guard. So the flags for people that don't actually know for the other two years. And I did like color guard a lot more.
0: Did you do that for football? Not really. Not really. (laughs) All (laughs) right, Emily. So you talked about um, some depression too. When did that happen?
1: Oh, that was definitely like later high school that it just got a lot on my plate. Like I said, and I just, I don't know. I always struggled with how I looked and that played a lot in how I viewed myself and how I carried myself.
0: Okay. So can you explain that to me? Like, so you you said body dysmorphia earlier. Like, do you not appear the way you feel?
1: No. So, and I mean, I don't really care. I'll say the numbers, but, I'm like five foot ten and like a hundred and sixty pounds, and so I'm definitely pretty thin, thinner. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like I'm not. I feel like I'm bigger than that, and it just is something I've always kind of struggled with and feeling comfortable with how I look.
0: Is it is it your height that makes you feel like that? Do you think?
1: Not really. No. I I like being. I used to always be from celiac I had a growth stunt and Mm -hmm. so I was always like the shortest one of my kid until I was probably a junior in high school and then I finally actually grew so I don't know if that maybe played a part of it too that I was just haven't adjusted to how I changed so rapidly I don't know
0: Mm -hmm. Emily I'm sorry to do this but I'm looking at a photo of you from two years ago and you are tall and like slender and pretty and I don't, and that's interesting. So you don't, you don't feel that way. Not always. How do you feel when you don't feel that way?
1: I just get really hard on myself and judge every, like I judge what I eat and I judge how active I am and stuff like that. And then just kind of beat myself up over that.
0: Where does that come from? Did somebody put that in your head? Like, do like, are you around family members who like make comments about food or the way people look or anything like that?
1: I mean, my mom's made made comments never to me. It's just I think kind of how she holds herself accountable, mm-hmm. but then also I think that just kind of also affected me a little bit. I don't know, but I've always. It's always been there, and I've always struggled with it. So I don't really know.
0: This part of the conversation ruins any ability for me to mention the pigs or the hogs or anything like that in the title of the episode. I hope you appreciate, Emily, that we've completely gotten away from that now. Do you see well, what? Do you see I what I'm know. saying? You're <laughs> so, you're like you're you are. So, are you a very serious person? You cut out again. I'm sorry.
1: I mean. I mean a little
0: bit, but I don't know specifically. I guess right. Depends. So, but like, what am I asking? Am I not funny to you?
1: No, I just I don't know.
0: That's... You
1: are. It was funny.
0: It oh, was. Well, I mean, listen, it wasn't like fall down funny or anything like that. But there was a pause where I was like, "Uh oh," <laughs> <laughs> but but I I I was. I'm being serious. I wasn't joking. But I was. I I I think that some people would be upset if I referenced like hogs in in the title of the show or farm animals in general and then 30 minutes into it you talked about having body dysmorphia I, I don't think i'd be able to like i don't think people would be okay with that somebody wouldn't be okay with that i don't think it's funny i just i i thought it just struck me out of nowhere just now i was like oh gosh i guess i can't do that now and then your response yeah was i never
1: like, i never would have connected those dots
0: oh okay maybe i'm overthinking it
1: honestly i I'm also just so used to pigs that it I would just think straight about pigs and not think about that at all either though. So
0: I don't want to be like too like philosophical because this is stupid because they're pigs, but do you think there's anything about being around like kind of I mean Generally speaking, unattractive, slovenly animals that makes you like that puts you into a mindset. I know that's ridiculous, but have you ever equated yourself to the animals in your own mind?
1: Uh, no,
0: okay. I mean, I wouldn't Can't think I have. I mean, I wouldn't think you would. I just am trying to figure out, like, I guess it's hard to understand that from an outside perspective like not that I don't know that it happens or that people don't struggle with it I'm completely aware of that but trying to understand Mm -hmm. it like you don't like I mean there's nothing about you visually that would make me feel like like if I had to guess who was at home feeling bad about how they look it just wouldn't be you I wouldn't think that and I'm trying to figure out how you how it happens and it's And you you talked a little bit about depression, but not a lot. A little bit about anxiety, but not a lot. So I'm not sure. Like, like you just kept saying, like, I have a lot on my plate. But I don't know what that means. Like, you get overwhelmed when you have too much to do?
1: Yeah. I struggle with change a lot. And so just, like, having a lot of things. The farm really takes up a lot of time. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like finding the balance of getting things I need to do done besides farm work and getting like things I want to do slash like having time to do my hobbies is just gets very overwhelming. And there's very few hours that I actually get to do those things. Cause I work six sometimes every day of the week mm-hmm. and it's just,
0: okay. So I think non-stop. we're getting to it now. So you, you have, there in every six of the seven days a week, you're working 13 hours, and this is not a job, like, that you can just turn to your boss and go, you know, I don't want to do this anymore, because it's your family, and you feel beholden to them, I would imagine. hmm Okay.
1: Yeah, def- definitely a little bit, and then it's just hard to actually, you know, get, like, time away, because my boyfriend lives, goes to school four hours away, mm-hmm. and so if I'm going... I want to actually go and like, I can't drive up there and drive back same, the next day. Yeah. Because that's barely time to actually do anything, see him.
0: And you only and have so one it's day just off. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: And so like, I have to get that time off, but then I also have to work around like what our farm schedule is. And if my parents are doing anything, cause it's me and my dad on the farm. So mm-hmm.
0: it, it, the amount of money you get paid to work on the farm, would that be enough money to hire a different person?
1: Maybe, but there's really not not a lot of people around here that want to do the work. Gotcha. People like working a lot more with cows. And we have a lot older of facilities than a lot of other hog farmers, too. So
0: Hard to get people to work. Because I was like, even if they could just hire somebody for a few days a month to offset your schedule, then maybe. Because it feels like, I mean, Emily, listen, you're 21 and I don't know you. But it sounds like you feel like you're trapped. Well, uh, yep. Yeah. Okay. you are pretty close. <laughs> All right. uh, and and not that it's even a bad thing, but that I mean, here's what I'm thinking. I'm not saying that your family's business is a, is a bad thing. I'm saying that you don't have options. Like maybe if you had options, you would choose hog farming. I have no idea. I don't. It's possible you don't even know either. But without options, there's no way to know. And then it feels like the thing you're doing, you're stuck doing. Am I right about that?
1: Yeah, I would agree. I definitely feel like I was kind of just pushed into it and never really given a true, because I've been working since I was 13, probably. Mm-hmm. I would, I never got a snow day from school because if we had a snow day, I would be working. Yeah. And so I definitely just kind of got pushed into it and it's just never stopped.
0: And so, and but your parents don't have much recourse either because it's hard to hire people for the reasons that you suggested and this business needs to happen or nobody gets anything and we got to buy insulin pumps mm-hmm. and food and everything. You can't just eat bacon all day. I mean, you could for a day or two, maybe, yeah. but then you'd have to eventually stop.
1: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> is, the,
0: is the bacon better where you live than where I live?
1: I mean, I think we have very good bacon. Do you guys we have a have website? All
0: of our own. Can I buy it? No, no, no. Okay. But you make, do you make your own there?
1: Uh, we, well, we send our hogs to an, we take a few to a local butcher and then they do it and then we get all of our own
0: back. Um, why did you want to do this? Why did you want to come on?
1: I just feel like I don't, I have a very different story from a lot of people and I like being able to share and just kind of get my input out.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, it feels like we're going through a lot of difficult things, but the ovarian insufficiency are you worried about not being able to have kids? Is that something you wanted to do?
1: I don't really know at this point. I've never for a long time I didn't care didn't really want to, but it's and I've brought it up like with my partner before, and like he's aware of it, and he's very supportive and knows like it's not really my fault or anything they They say it's like a 5% chance that I'll actually be able to. Okay. But no, no, it's not something on the forefront of my mind, at least at this point.
0: Yeah, it's a tough thing to be faced with at your age, I would imagine, because you're not thinking about having children, and yet Mm -hmm. now you're forced to think about what it would mean to not be able to have them at a time. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: I remember sitting in the doctor's office, my mom's like calling, and I'm like, I don't What's what's the problem? <laughs> I'm like I don't know,
0: <laughs> Mom. I can't eat. I can't eat gluten. My thyroid doesn't work. I can't make. I can't make insulin. What's
1: one more problem? At whatever, that
0: point? it's fine. uh Hey, wouldn't it be funny if you left the farm, opened a bakery, had children, and then forced them to work in the bakery? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you will do this. <laughs>
0: sorry i don't know why i'm laughing <laughs> oh oh um, <laughs> you'll be like listen <laughs> Can you imagine your stories you'll be like look i had to grind feed for hogs you'll just make the lemon drops and shut your mouth
1: <laughs> i had to work outside in the cold you at least get to be in the warm
0: yeah go stand next to the oven warm yourself right up <laughs> and while I'm you're like
1: in 20 there- here and it's <laughs>
0: not fun and while you're in there spin those sheet cakes there's a lot of dutch people's birthdays this weekend so <laughs> um <clears throat> pennsylvania dutch by the way like that like kind of like mennonite dutch like that thing no no
1: no like just dutch descent from
0: gotcha i hear you this is something so if you here's a question that's going to seem like it's out of left field If you magically, if I picked you up off your farm and put you somewhere and you had money and you had health insurance all of a sudden, do you know how to manage your different issues or does somebody help you with them still?
1: You kind of cut out
0: again. I didn't cut out. I live in a metropolitan area with amazing internet access. <laughs>
1: okay, well, somewhere in the lines, what you were saying got cut out. Sorry. Probably from the pigs chewing on the wire. <laughs> yeah,
0: they shouldn't do that. Uh, but in they are trying to escape because you look at them and you think they're sausages. So they have to go. <laughs> like, a, like a Bugs Bunny cartoon, you look down at them and they're a little like wiggly. Oh my God. All right. What I was saying was, this is a little out of left field because it's not following along, but I'm interested You're 21. You have, I mean, a number of things you're dealing with. How well equipped are you to manage your own health? Like if you didn't live at home anymore, would you be able to stay on top of all this?
1: Now, yes. A year ago, no.
0: How did you learn?
1: So when I was 19, I finished college. And so I had to switch from the pediatric endo to adult endo. That was a very rough transition. And so the first few times I totally just, I definitely have an endo where change your basil and you'll be fine. Awesome. (laughs) Not great.
0: (laughs) Thanks a lot. And
1: so, and then I just remember multiple times I would go and they would tell me eat less carbs. And so the first few times I just didn't really take it seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And then one time it just kind of stuck with me and I was like, okay, whatever, I'll try it. I guess you keep telling me this. And so I started eating less carbs slowly. And I don't really know the time frame of when this was happening, but I just remember I really just stopped eating carbs in general, not purposely. It's not like I was saying, oh, I'm going to try a low carb and see what happens. I just... And then I got to the point where I got scared to take a large bolus. So I was eating 20 carbs max at a meal. So I was taking like less than two units. And then I was seeing that my line was flattening. And so I was fell into a lot of overmanagement seeing that flat line at a lower number. Okay. And then I think I lost 30 pounds doing this because I just wasn't eating. And then I got to the point where I wouldn't eat a snack unless I was low. So I ran myself low often so that I would allow myself to eat a snack. And then I was in the midst of this when I actually met my boyfriend. And then that also kind of helped me because he could see like what I was doing to myself because I didn't realize I was doing these things. Mm -hmm. And so then I started my endo praised me because I was do, having good numbers and everything. And it was just, it felt good to be praised because I didn't realize how much I was actually hurting myself because I remember like I would, I would check, check my Dexcom every five minutes to see what was happening. Oh. And it was just, I got to the point where I didn't know how long I could continue doing that because I was just. Burnt out between managing that and everything else. and so then I actually I started looking stuff up online and that's actually how I found the podcast. and I'm not a huge podcast listener, but I I think I started at like the pro tip mm-hmm. and just kind of jumped around and listened to a few and then I found a lot, followed some people on Instagram, and I found a coaching program that I was very unsure about. Just because I didn't know if I wanted to pay that. Yeah. And so I ended up doing, I did like a little trial of it, and it was a group of ladies, and they really do a wonderful job of like teaching you about your nutrition and so, like, your fat, fiber, protein, and just helping you to get your baselines and like your blood sugar around activity. And they had a really great section about like your blood sugar and management around like your cycle. And it just really changed my life and was such a helpful thing that now I can actually function and manage without it taking up every moment of my day.
0: Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. I'm glad you found something that helped you. So to kind of recap, Mm -hmm. The doctor was pushed, like, didn't like your A1C, I guess, or something. And then, so it was, like, eat...
1: And the crazy thing is my A1C was, like, 6.7 at that point.
0: And and so the doctor's advice was to eat less carbs, which, by the way, if they said that, you should have said it's actually fewer carbs. But that probably wouldn't have gotten you anywhere. Um, And so they tell you to eat fewer carbs, and then it just turns into, like, a a cycle. Like, you kind of spin out of control. Like, you start limiting carbs, and then from there, you get scared about insulin, and now you're only eating when you're low, and you lose weight, so it all feels like, wow, this is going well, and it took another person to say, hey, Emily, I don't think this is, like, good for you. Is that about right? Yep. Okay. Yes. Then you went and found some better advice, and were able to put it into practice. Mm Mm-hmm. I gotcha. So had you found these people, the coaching or whatever you found before the doctor, you think you would have avoided that?
1: Yeah. Cause at that, before my doctor sent me down my little spiral, I was perfectly fine. I didn't, I think I didn't manage as well as I could have, but I was managing fine. And before I did that, like I didn't really understand basal carb ratio, anything. I didn't know how they all mattered and I didn't know what they did because I had this since I was five. Everybody had been doing everything for me, and nobody really took the time to inform me about what does what.
0: Don't you think that they don't – did they really know either? Like, don't you think somebody set it up for them, then they had the same struggle that you probably had then years later, and then we found some sort of a – I don't know, some sort of a rhythm that kept your A1C under seven, so everybody's like, well, this is fine, and then – you just go about your day and rinse and repeat over and over again. Keep doing the same things, and you're not doing anything like purposefully. It's just, you know what I mean. You just get stuck doing mm-hmm. something, and it's kind of working, and it's good enough, and that's that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
0: Wow, well, that's depressing. <laughs> Sorry, it really is. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> well, and I was I'm on control IQ, mm-hmm. and so my doctor always hated the fact that my pump would suspend during the day, but I was like, well, it's because my activity is constantly changing through the day. I don't need to lower my basal because that one day I just work a lot more Mm -hmm. that, and like, now I'm comfortable with changing them on my own. And so I know like, this is right for when I'm not being super active. So I just need to work around being why I'm being active. So
0: so your doctor didn't like that the control IQ was doing what it was supposed to do?
1: Yeah. It said it was suspending too much.
0: Too much. So he wanted you to have more insulin.
1: He wanted to lower my basal because it kept suspending too much. Mm. But I wasn't, it was suspending and to keep me and I wasn't, but I actually wasn't like getting low.
0: Yeah. I think it's possible your doctor didn't understand how that algorithm worked. Potentially. Yeah. <laughs> Do you understand it better now?
1: Yes. Yeah, I and it for a long time I was just trying to run myself under the 112. And so I'd get frustrated at it, but now knowing that it like strives to be at the 112 point, I can actually get around it more and for a while I was terrified to take it out of control IQ because I didn't know if any of my stuff was right. Yeah. And so I didn't know what would happen if I actually like took it out and had it in manual mode. And, but now I'm totally comfortable of some days I'll just run it in manual and flip it over at night just because I do like the fact that it can change things overnight.
0: And you can do that now because you know, your settings are, are pretty tight. Yes. And you know how to bowl for your food. Mm -hmm. Okay. Did you ever think of having it? Of that time as being an eating disorder, or just you got a little confused for a while and you pulled yourself out of it?
1: At the time, I no, I did not at all think that it was an eating disorder, but now looking back, it definitely was. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know it.
0: I see. Wow. Emily, you've been through a lot. Seriously. And on top of that, you got to drive a tractor. And that sounds like bouncy. And that must be unpleasant on your back. Am I right? I mean, driving tractors is fun. It's fun? For nine hours a day
1: i mean i do have a very fancy tractor i will say so <laughs> I, just, I mean it has bluetooth and it has a massaging seat
0: get out of here are you serious with a cooler wow
1: and- i'm serious it has a cooler it has a massaging seat and it has like suspension so the cab barely moves
0: you know you just also
1: it has auto steer so i just sit
0: there wait like a tesla Like, it just keeps it in the lane kind of thing?
1: Yeah. I mark that I'm where I am, and then it just drives straight until I have to turn around. Yeah,
0: though. I almost cursed, Emily. That's amazing. And you finally named the episode something I can use. (laughs) What's that? Fancy Tractor. (laughs) Emily's Fancy Tractor. Maybe that's what I'll call it. That'll be nice. Okay. Um, I, I do
1: call it my tractor, because I feel like I drive it the most out of everybody,
0: so. fair's fair. I imagine that you had to drive the tractor to visit your boyfriend, and that's why it took four hours to get to him.
1: No, it just takes four hours to get to him. That's And four hours on the interstate.
0: I was going to say, it takes four hours to get everywhere, doesn't it?
1: I mean, the nearest big city is like 45 minutes, so it could be worse.
0: It's mm, not bad. That's not bad.
1: To get to a Target, I have to drive 45 minutes.
0: You have to drive forty there are times I go to Target and I walk in and I'm like, Ugh, why did I come here?" And then I walk out again. I'm so irritated. it took five minutes and I'm pissed about it. If I drove forty five minutes and got to a target i'd be, I'd be <laughs> out of my mind. <laughs> uh, I'd be um, out of my mind.
1: I have to drive fifteen minutes to go somewhere to get groceries.
0: <sighs> uh, uh, you're describing a hellscape to me uh, are there <laughs> are there tornadoes where you are? Yes, uh. Like Twister? Like the movie where the cows fly, like that?
1: I mean, we did have a tornado come through a few years ago that ripped a roof off one of our buildings.
0: Ew. Um, did you say roof? Say it again. The thing on top of the building's called what? Emily, you keep cutting out. Did did dust get in the way of the signal for the Wi Fi this time? What happened? Hello? This poor girl. The Bluetooth on the tractor is interfering. Hello? Emily, you back? She's kind of there and she's kind of not. Emily. Is that the music? Hello. Hey, I'm sorry, I was doing the music from The Wizard of Oz. Um, and I was uh musing that maybe the Bluetooth from the tractor interfered with your Wi-Fi okay. while you were gone. Um, you were gone for so long, I don't remember what I was gonna <laughs> ask you. <laughs> <laughs> how do you how do you how do you feel about your life are you hopeful
1: I would say yes i I look forward to what's going to come in the next few years because I feel like I'm at a point in my life now where stuff's going to start changing and I'm not going to be in as much of a the same place every day
0: yeah so you think you'll move out and go somewhere where the bakery idea is possible or working in a bakery is possible? Emily. Yes. Did you hear me?
1: I can hear you now.
0: Okay. Do you think that you'll actually go work in a bakery and and that you'll move away from home?
1: Um I'll I'm probably going to move away. I I do like that I have my own little home bakery. And cuz like right now I just do By individual orders for people. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would love to one day have like a little coffee shop bakery that also sells books. But
0: gotcha. We'll see. And bacon, by the way, because I know you can get wholesale really good prices. Also, cookies and bacon would be amazing. Can you imagine if I ordered? I
1: have done that before.
0: Yeah, like if I ordered from you online and I got like like a small tin of cookies like a half a pound of what we'll call artisan bacon. We'll dress it up by calling it artisan or something like that. Charge people like $20 for a half pound. Uh-huh. Oh my God. And the yuppies will buy it up, Emily. They'll love it. They'll be like, I got this bacon from a farm. It's, <laughs> um, it comes by, oh, they would eat it up, eat it up. Um, you talk to me, we'll get you to a website, be way. What will we call, what will we call the, All
1: right.
0: what we call the business.
1: I mean, my current business is Caker's Kitchen by Emily.
0: Caker's Kitchen?
1: Because my dad, yeah, because my dad gave me the nickname Cakers before I ever started baking.
0: Oh, so, I like that. That's lovely. Do you, do you, you don't sell online, though, is that right? Just locally?
1: No, not. I'm not legally allowed to actually sell things and ship them, so.
0: <laughs> I wonder how many people aren't legally allowed to do what they're doing right now, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> Wait.
1: How? also don't want to get sued by the state so
0: oh i see because you i get what you're saying right you would never do that mm-hmm. gotcha i hear the you. state
1: has a lot of rules that are annoying
0: the state might want to work on getting wi-fi to people <laughs> what do you think of that get us on the internet so we can live like the rest of the world understand things better <laughs> right right see photos and news and interesting things I'm going to ask you when we're done mm-hmm. recording in a second, what state you're in, because I am interested. But I don't want... Oh, actually, you can just tell me now. I'll bleep it out. Where are you at? I see. Okay. Um, all right. I just once heard that there was a huge diabetes population at at the college. In the, Which one? The, I mean, is there only one, really? Right? The big one? I'm trying not to say where you live. Like, I'm trying not to make too many edits. But apparently, there's like a huge population there.
1: I'm not really by college, so I'd say
0: no. Okay, gotcha. All right, Emily, listen, your uh, signal is worsening by the second, so we're going to wrap this up. Is there anything that I haven't asked you that you wanted to say?
1: I don't believe so. I think that was we did okay. kind of covered all the basics.
0: Yeah. you feel good about this?
1: I think we did okay.
0: All right. I, I thought you did terrific. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially since you apparently live on Mars, so um, I thought you did really well i like i i feel like the moon landing had better like radio signals than you have where you live (laughs) it's it's rough can you just say one small step for man one giant leap for mankind for me real quick one small step
1: for man one giant leap for mankind (laughs)
0: okay now it works (laughs) all right uh well emily i really appreciate you doing this with me thank you very much (laughs) hold on one second for me okay I want to thank Emily for coming on the show today and sharing her story. And I want to thank U.S. Med for sponsoring usmed.com forward slash Juicebox or call 888-721-1514. Get your supplies the same way we do from U.S. Med. Speaking of things we have, Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. Thanks so much for sponsoring today, Dexcom. I'm sending it over everyone right now. Go to the link, everybody. Get started with the Dexcom G7 or the Dexcom G6. There are links in the show notes of the audio app you're listening in right now and links at juiceboxpodcast.com in case you can't remember the links I've been telling you the whole day. I've just had the Diabetes Pro Tip series remastered, and it's at episode 1000 in your podcast player. It runs from episode 1000 to episode 1026, You will love the Diabetes Pro Tip series. It's myself and Jenny Smith. Jenny's a CDE, a 35-plus-year type one. She's a nutritionist. She's delightful. The episodes are, in my opinion, fantastic, and I think you'll love them. They're absolutely free, and they start at episode 1,000. The outcomes you want are possible. Diabetesprotip.com or find episode 1,000 in your audio player.